to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show, the Digital Marketer's Guide to Emerging Technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. Hi there, I'm Erin Sell, your host of the show. This episode, we are joined by Nicole Holland, online business and marketing consultant. We will be discussing COVID-19 and how we are all coping with the situation in a time of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. We're also going to talk about how leaders need to lead and show up for others during this time. Plus, Nicole is offering training for free on how to get a podcast up and going immediately. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Erin, thank you so much. I'm super stoked to be here. I am so happy to have you here. And, you know, Nicole and I were actually chatting, what was that, two nights ago, I think, and um, discussing just what is going on in this crazy time with the coronavirus and and how we can truly reach out and and help others during this time. So I'm, I'm super excited to have Nicole here on the show to to talk about what we can do. I am I'm all game for this. Yeah, it was really amazing chatting with you the other night and um this is just a really organic thing that kind of came out of our conversation and I think that that's one of the things happening now um amongst leaders and needs to happen more um is talking about, you know, how things are pivoting and, and what, what society needs, because a lot of us who are leaders and especially in the online space, especially podcasters and those who have service-based businesses as solopreneurs, freelancers, we're used to working remotely. We're used to working on our own and we've navigated it. So it's almost like, you know, it feels on one hand, like just business as usual, but it's not because of what's going on for the majority of people in the world right now. It's not even a country thing. It's a, it's a worldwide thing. So it was great talking with you and I'm super excited that we're going to continue the conversation for your audience here today. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I know, and I'm sure you have, you are seeing the same thing, but I know I've been seeing a lot of people that are, you know, they're getting online more often and doing the the live, um, the live stuff. So, for example, a friend of mine, Amber Vilhauer, um, started a series where she is sitting down with leaders in the online space and having them share their thoughts and you know tips and tricks for working from home because it is new and different for many people, um, like you said, you know, you and I, I've been doing this, I've been working from home now for seven years. So I don't feel like anything's changed, but for others, it's completely different. So let's, let's talk about that. I would love to hear if you have, you know, what you're seeing others doing. And then if you have suggestions and tips for people that, you know, are used to going into a job and are now forced to to be at home and and how you cope with that. Yeah, that's great. Um so what I'm seeing honestly, you know, Aaron, I I think it's I think it's important to be aware, but also as a leader and as um an online business owner 
it's, it's also really important not to get caught up in a lot of hype. And I think the more we focus on what others are doing, um, and this is one of my secrets or tips, I guess, to being an effective um, remote worker um, and running a business that's virtual from home is really being able to focus on what you're doing and put the blinders up to what other people are doing. So because of what's going on right now, obviously I'm more aware, but I lead a mastermind group and we, it's uh, what, Tuesday, I think that we're talking right now. And on Friday I met with my members and there was a lot of fear and a lot of angst. And so um, they were more involved in kind of those what's going on in the world than I am. And so that kind of got me looking a little bit more at what people are doing. Um, and I think that, I mean, I, I just haven't honestly spent a whole heck of a lot of time and I don't like, I don't like the energy of fear and, um, havoc and all of that. So in terms of what I'm seeing others do, I'm really focusing on people who are putting out positive messages. Um, shout out to, um, a couple of people that um, Mike Dillard and Giovanni, I can never say his last name, of Archangel Tribe, um, and, and Amber as well. I mean, these people are doing things. They're taking action. They're pivoting. They are, oh, Todd Herman did a great, did a great post too. They're um, being aware of what's going on, and they're not hiding. They're not giving in and saying, okay, well, I'm just going to go figure this out. They're saying, okay, how can I step up and serve more? And so I'm really appreciating that. There's a lot of people that aren't doing that, but those are the people I focus on and who've inspired me to also say, how can I serve? What can I do? Um, I'm in the middle of writing a book right now. Um, I'm in the middle of focusing, or I've been focusing on um, podcast guesting and getting ready or been getting ready to launch a new cohort come April. Um, And I recognize that just what I was working on is not relevant right now. It's not the best way I can serve and support the most people at this time. And so, yeah, I mean, I hope that answers that first question. Um, and then having these conversations with people like you, my friends, people I trust, um, people who are also in the same boat and brainstorming, like how can we support, how can we serve? In terms of my my tips for working from home, for folks who are not used to it um, or who haven't gotten a handle on it, time blocking is super huge for me. Um, and what I started doing a couple years ago that was a big pivot was not just time blocking, but deciding that my mornings are mine. So I actually don't make appointments with the very rare exception before noon. Um, I do, my morning is for me working on my business and getting my things done. And then I have lunch. And then that new segment in the afternoon is about appointments and I I batch those as well. So batching and time blocking. So I'll put certain things on certain days. For example, Tuesday is usually my client service day. Um, Wednesday and Thursday, those are my partnership and prospect days. Um, You know, Friday is a CEO day. So is Monday. So um, in the afternoons. And so I keep to those 
um, structures fairly well. Sometimes I need to go outside, but that's been huge for me. Also, I keep my ringer and all notifications off on my phone all the time. Um, the only time I ever turn my sound on on my phone is if I'm expecting a call specifically. Otherwise, all of my notifications on my phone are off. I don't have any pop-ups on my computer. Um, I also do not have Facebook open or you know things that are going to ding at me or say, hey, pay attention to me. I try and stay really focused on the task at hand. Yep. Um, and then make time for the social media engagement um, and and also emails. Uh, I think a lot of people are addicted to social media. They're also addicted to emails. They think, oh, as soon as something comes in, I've got to respond. And I used to be in that boat. And I realized that um, things are only urgent when I allow them to be urgent. So I prioritizing my own intentions um, and letting other people have access to me on my time frame, like I said, in the afternoons has been really huge. Yeah. These are great. Um, I, I love, I definitely, I love time blocking. In fact, um, in the show notes, we're going to put all kinds of resources that you guys can, can look at. Um, my friend Phyllis Care has a great online training session on time blocking. If you don't know what that is, um, I love the, the make the morning yours. I agree with that. I, I tend to do the same thing. A, I'm not a morning person, so you don't really want to have conversations with me then anyway. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you on the turning off of notifications. So do you have any, uh, tools or resources that you, or systems that you use as far as like, I know a lot of people will do, I'm only going to check emails at, you know, 10 o'clock on Mondays. I've actually seen some people that say like, they're only going to check emails once a week. I don't, you know, that might be more challenging for people that are, you know, in corporate and, you know, they're expected to be checking every day, but maybe, you know, you can set aside just like, I'm going to check in the morning and I'm going to check in the afternoon. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you do to help not get, not focus on the other things? Because when you work from home, it's really easy to get distracted by like, oh, I need to go do a load of laundry or I need to put the dishes away or, oh, I think I'm going to go dust or whatever the things are that, you know, you find yourself doing. How do you, how do you stop yourself from doing those things and, and stay on task? That's a great question. And I love it. Um, so household chores and things are things that just don't get done unless I take a day off specifically. And my Mondays and Fridays that are CEO days are short days too. So I give myself that time when I have things that come up, like as, as you know, just before we recorded, I was at the mechanic because I've got some issues with my vehicle right now. So I have to allow for that kind of stuff, but I'm, I make sure that either the day before or the week before, if I'm aware, I block out that time for personal stuff. As far as on a regular basis, the household chores, the things to do, those can get done in the morning during personal time or they can get done in the evening during personal time. But during my business time, that's just not something I do. And I guess it's just deciding that, you know, and, and saying, hey, 
during these hours, this is business time. And during these hours, this is personal time. Um, And I I just, I've been doing it for so long now that it's not a it's not an issue, but when I think back to when I first started my my online business, um, I didn't have structure. And so, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that would keep me busy and not effective. Um, and now it's just, you know, again, that time blocking is amazing. So I'm sure that that workshop, that class, that uh, whatever it is that you're going to be sharing with folks on the resources page, on the show notes page, is going to be really, really helpful because that's one of the huge things. Um, I think that's one of the the main things that you've got to do starting out. Um, I hear a lot of people suggest putting clothes on. I've just always been a very comfortable person. So anytime, um, like for me, it's more important to be comfortable than to to look a certain way, but that's just where I'm at in my life and who I am. Um, So for me, I'm comfortable in house clothes. So I don't, wear pajama pants unless I'm in Canada and it's freezing cold. Um, But I do have house clothes that are different than clothes I wear out and about. Um, So, but I, I mean, I do put clothes on, (laughs) but that's for me. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's funny. I was looking or watching a a friend of mine, his name's Leslie Samuel, and he was doing a, a, a new segment that he was recording from home and he did a little behind the scenes picture of him in his shorts with a button down shirt on because you can, that's one of the the benefits. Um, As long as, you know, the waist up looks good, then you can go live. And and that's basically what he was talking about is, um, you know, creating online and video content and all that stuff and how you can, you know, you can do it from anywhere. And as long as you look good from the waist up, you're good to go. Yeah. And I, for me, I think that the reason I don't feel like I need to dress up is because I don't normally dress up anyhow. Right. Right. Like I used to try and dress up more for the camera when I first started because I was like, oh, I'm supposed to, but that's just not, who I am. And when I feel the most comfortable is when I'm in the most comfortable clothes. So I wear lots of, like I'm in Florida now. So I wear lots of sundresses and, you know, tank tops. I mean, I don't, they're not like destroyed tank tops. Like they're, you know, they're appropriate. Um, But, but yeah, I think for me, just being in clothes that I don't have to pull at or, you know, that don't, irritate me. I'm not out in an office. I'm not, I don't have to wear pumps. I don't have a dress code. So it really is like, you know, being appropriate and at the same time being comfortable. Yeah. So something I was just thinking about, in fact, uh, having this conversation the other day is do you, and I, I mean, I think everybody's a little bit different. Um, so I do have a specific quote unquote office in my house. And it definitely feels different when I come in here into the office than other places. However, I still work in other places in my house. Like some days I don't feel like being in the office and I end up sitting at my dining room. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, today's a really, I don't, today's a really comfy day and I'm going to sit in my living room on the couch. 
occasionally I even, if it's a beautiful day out, I will go sit in my backyard on my deck. So do you have a specific place where work takes place or are you more like me and kind of go wherever the need or wherever the the desire takes you that day. Yeah. So this is interesting too. I actually just sold my house and all of my things to go live more nomadically. Right. So before I did, um, I definitely had a home office that was specifically set up as a home office. Um, and that was where the work was done most of the time for a long time. As I started transitioning to traveling more and working from anywhere, um, I got more comfortable with being out of the office. So at my home, I had my home office, which I was in Canada where it was like really cold. And so during the winter, I was in my home office all the time. However, I also designed my, um, my landscape and my property so that I had an outdoor office, an outdoor living room. Nice. And I had all this outdoor space because I love being outdoors and in nature. So that was at home. It was either if it was a nice day, I would be outdoors. And if it was a not nice day, I would be indoors in my office. Where I'm staying right now, there's no dedicated office. So I've sort of made the kitchen. Um, there's a tall counter in here. So this is my main place that I do work when I'm at the house. And then um, in the evenings, that's when, when I'm not really actively working, but I'm catching up on things, then I'll sit on the sofa and it'll be more relaxed if I do choose to do, to, to, to catch up on things. But it's when I want to be focused, I'm either at the kitchen yep. or I like to be fed. So earlier today, I was running around because of the mechanical stuff. And instead of coming home, I thought, and, and cooking something, I thought, you know what? Let me go somewhere that there's a great patio that I can sit outside. I have Wi-Fi and I can do my admin, my morning stuff where I don't have anybody else that um, is on the calendar and then came home, came back to the house in time to have this appointment. Right. Which is, so I think which is really great. it's you're, a matter. You're lucky because I'm actually in a place where everything is shut down currently. So. Yeah. Well, pretty much most of the things are shut yeah. down here too, yeah. but we're not completely there yet. Yeah. So um, I think it's just, a that's, that's, you know, in the times that we're in, we also have to adapt. I know that our beaches here where I'm staying have not shut down yet, but I just found out this morning that Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, all of that is like closed now to the public. And for me, sometimes I go to the beach and work because that's where I feel inspired and energized. Right. Um, so I think it's really just going with the options that are available to you, right? I didn't have a vehicle for the past week and so I couldn't go anywhere and I had to be at the house. Um, so looking at, you know, what makes me feel good, what makes me feel energized. I think if there's a, if there's an office space that's cluttered and energetically draining, yep. then don't use it. Like find a place that is peaceful and that is um, especially if you have kids, it's, I think, important to designate a space though um, so that you can go in and say, okay, this is, this is work time, you know, and, and even if you need to time block to where it's like you can't be in your office for more than 
30 minutes or 45 minutes, making those arrangements with the kids to say, okay, during this segment of time, you know, I'm going to be here and this is office time. And just really helping them understand that during your office time, they get their whatever time it is as well, depending on the age and depending on how how you want to run the day um, and giving them some independence without ignoring the fact that you have kids, you know, so that you can serve them and also serve yourself and finding that balance of how much time can we each do our own thing and how much time do we need to be together. Right. So one thing that I have found over the years is that occasionally, you know, you get to where you're just, you're not actually really doing anything. Um, so I'm, I love how you mentioned earlier about turning stuff off and like, I mean, I, I highly, I'm in social media and I still recommend like shutting Facebook down or Twitter down or like any of those social platforms, because especially right now, those can be extremely distracting. But what I have found is like when I find myself not being motivated or not actually getting any real work done, that sometimes leaving the house and going for a walk helps me then when I come back to the house. Um, and in this, you know, in this time that we're in, uh, that is something that you can still do is hopefully that will not change that we can still go outside and take a walk. Um, so what do you have things that you do, Nicole, that help you when you find yourself not being very productive? Yeah, absolutely. I change state just like you change, change my state by changing my space. Um, and it's really like what is available. And I check in with myself, what would, what do I want right now? So sometimes, and this is really, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is really important, right? Like I can time block all day long, but if I'm not in if, if I can't get with the program, then I have found for myself to force myself to do, I'm not productive. And I find that the work that I do at that time is not my best work. Right. So I find that, you know, even if it's just going and taking a nap for 15 minutes, closing my eyes, doing a meditation, um, going and doing some push-ups or jumping jacks in the house, like some doing some squats. Like I don't have to go to the gym necessarily, but just getting away from the desk and just feeling into, okay, what would what what does my body want right now? What do I want right now? Um, what's that like what's stopping me? And yeah, sometimes it's taking a walk, depending on the day. Sometimes, you know, being here in Florida, I have the the <laughs> great privilege of being able to drive down to the beach in five minutes. So sometimes it's just getting to the ocean. For me, water, ocean is like my sanity space and my inspiration space. Sometimes it's just taking a drive. Um, open roads I really like. Um, I'll listen to podcasts or to audiobooks that are uplifting. And I just let my brain, I just give my brain a break. Um, and then I, I feel re-inspired to get back. And so then sometimes, you know, like the time blocking is a guideline. So sometimes I will work during my quote personal time because I'm re-inspired. And during my quote work time, I felt the need to take a break. Yep. 100%. So I, I want to talk about um, what you're offering to people, which I think is super cool 
that you're doing this. And honestly, like if you want any help with it, I'm happy to help as well. Cause as you know, um, I produce some podcasts and I know a little bit about podcasting. Uh, but so Nicole is offering a free training on how to get a podcast up and running. So tell me a little bit about that and, and what your plan is. Podcasting Goldmine is um, the name of my framework that is, um, that is designed to help people start podcasts that are set up from the beginning to bring in revenue. And I haven't offered this, um, this program in quite some time. Um, and what I decided was in, in discussing with you and with other leaders and, um, just really looking into myself and saying, how can I best help people right now? Um, I realized that giving this away for free is something that I can do because there are, whether you're already in the business space and you're speak, like I know a lot of speakers are losing a lot of money they were counting on with all the conferences being shut down. Right. So here they are and it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Well, if you start a podcast, you can still speak, right? Yep. You can still control the message. Um, if you are a teacher and you're like, schools are shut down, we don't know what's going on, there can be a lot of fear around that. But if you want to, I know a lot of teachers get into teaching because they're heart-based and they really want to make a difference. And so they feel stuck as well, not being able to console or support their students and their students' parents and things like that. So it's like a great opportunity for them to have a platform to start speaking from and being heard from. Um, there's just so many people that podcasting can help right now, both in terms of listening to podcasts that are positive and focused on things that will keep us out of fear yeah. and in faith and inspiration, and also for people who even who just are like, I don't know what to do. And they're freaking out a little bit, giving yourself a project yep. to work on, even if you never intend to monetize, that's even just a fun project or something that you want to like, that, that can bring people together. Even if you only share it with your family, you know, it's a way to express ourselves. And so I thought I can help people do that immediately. I'm, so what I'm doing is I'm going to go through my framework and teach over the course of 90 minutes, um, how to design your podcast on purpose, how to um, set up your tech, so the must-haves versus the myths, the, um, how to create your content with ease, how to monetize your message, launch like a rock star, and grow your audience. And so each one of these things, I'll make sure that I give you everything that you need to know and do in order to launch a profitable podcast platform immediately. That doesn't mean you're going to make money today, right. but we're going to set it up so that if you choose to make money from it, you can, you don't have to, but that we can get you literally, you know, if you want to just get started after the workshop, you just implement and can have a podcast up and running in an hour. That's awesome. So we will definitely put a link in the show notes to that, um, where you can grab that. So it, it's funny because some of the things that you were saying, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've been doing all kinds of purging 
since this has all started. I've been pulling boxes from my garage and going through them and just getting rid of all kinds of stuff, um, which feels amazing. In fact, one of the other things that I'm doing, and I think this is a great idea for somebody um, is to, to look through your stuff, especially if you're worried about money in this situation. Um, so for example, I have found some things that I'm like, yeah, why am I still holding on to this? So I'm either putting stuff on eBay or I'm putting stuff on Facebook marketplace. So in fact, today I sold a treadmill that I had that I, I actually recently bought and realized that I wasn't using it. And so I put it on Facebook marketplace and, and had somebody come pick it up today. So it, that's a way for you to actually generate income and you're also cleansing and purging and it feels great. So just another totally. idea for, for things you can do in your spare time if you're looking for projects. <laughs> Definitely. And I just did that as I less than a month ago, just closed on my house. So I had like 10 days to get rid of everything I owned and move out. Um, and so did the same thing. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to put all this stuff up there and, and see, you know, who it can serve. And especially in these times, like people are afraid of spending, right? right? And, and rightfully, it, I mean, it makes sense, right? Especially if right. you're not sure where the money's coming from. Well, and it's, so um, it's funny because like that treadmill, I put it on and the person who bought it is a mom of teenagers that they're, you know, they're out of school. They can't do their soccer practice. They want to work out. The gyms are closed. So she was super excited to get this basically brand new treadmill for a discounted price and it helps her and her family. So it was a win-win, right? For everybody. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So super cool. Um, so Nicole, any other tips or in insights that you want to share with the audience before we close out? I think something to keep in mind is that no matter what the circumstances are, like, we'll get through it as long as we choose to get through it. Yep. Um, my concern, I guess, and having worked in corrections, having worked in social services, mental health, um, is that it, it can be hard if, you, if you're focused on what's lacking. It can be really hard. I mean, it's going to be challenging no matter what. And perspective and the way you see things um, really contributes to that. So it's not a matter of glass half full, glass half empty, optimist, pessimist. It's a matter of how are we receiving the conditions of our circumstances right now and how do we choose to accept them? And if we can shift collectively um, I mean, it starts individually, but the more people that can do this individually, the more it affects the collective consciousness. And I believe if you can take a look at the circumstance as an is opposed to a threat or um, or something that you have to protect against, right? Because then you're you're focusing on what you don't want. I think if we can take a step back, take a nice deep breath and realize, okay, this isn't is right now. 
and I can fight against it or I can um, stay in fear about it, but it's not going to help change the fact that it's an is. And rather look at the is and say, okay, here's what's happening. How can I best allow this to pass? Because everything does. Right. Right? Yep. And and we've been through I mean, it depends on how old people are, but I still feel like 9-11 was yesterday, right? Right. I mean, there's when I was in high school, there was talk about the draft during Kuwait. Um, you know, we had the avian flu, the swine flu. The, so H1 it's, H1. yes, this is, a, this is something that is a major disruptor yep. to the world yep. right now. And... And people should be aware and respectful. You know, I was I was at that um, restaurant this morning, and and there's not that many people out, and they're taking everybody's taking precautions. Yep. But then these uh, young people came in and they sat down at the table next to me, and there were you know two other tables on the patio as well, and literally the entire time the girl was sneezing and she sounded really raspy and the boy was coughing. And I mentioned something to them um, because he, he kind of had looked over or something as I was leaving and said something. And, and I said, you know, guys, it's, it would be real. And, and meanwhile, she was talking with, I guess, her work during the time she was sitting at the table on her cell phone and saying, what, wait a minute, why, why do I go home tomorrow? You know, really just couldn't understand. And I said, you know what, guys? Um, it would be best if you stay at home because clearly you have a cold. You both have something going on. And it's for the greater good to be aware of that. Right. There's a lot of old people. And, you know, when you spread your germs, that's what, that's what we're trying not to have happen. And they just got, I mean, the boy especially got super belligerent. And, you know, again, I, I worked in corrections and with kids, so I didn't take it personally. But I think that when we are looking at, oh, well, I don't like the circumstance, so I'm going to, again, fight against it, opposed to going, here's the circumstance. How can I, how can I live within it until it passes in the best way for not only myself, but the world, right. my community, and, and, and be and mindful. Everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred. Yeah. I think that's the. I, I think that's the most important. And we come out stronger yeah. on the other side, yeah. individually and collectively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for all of your insights, and I'm super excited to see the the training on getting started with podcasts. I think that'll be amazing. Um, so yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you, Erin. And thank you for everybody that listened. I sure hope this has been useful and informative for all of you out there listening to the Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show. And I really hope that everyone is being safe and coronavirus does not come to your household. So thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the new episodes as they come out. And I'd love it if you would follow us on all the socials. We are at Socially Powered, where we share tips, tricks, and the latest episodes on all things social, crypto, 
and blockchain. Stay safe.